Dungeoneers! Welcome to Applied Engineering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that celebrates its one-year anniversary a few weeks after the fact. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined, as always, by my lifelong friends and co-hosts. I don't really like the intro I had for this episode. I didn't think it quite did us justice. It wasn't chaotic enough. It didn't encapsulate everything this podcast stands for. So I'm just going to turn it over to you guys, kind of as a way to celebrate all this time we spent together. So, Daniel, well, let's start with you. You you take up the intro. Oh, well, I'd be more than happy to. Yeah, so it's been one year. That's great. Can you imagine a whole year of getting wet, a whole year of getting buttered up? But what happens to all of that water and all that butter after we're done getting wet and getting buttered? Well, what we've done is we've taken all the water and all the butter and we've stored them into several containers. We're going to ship them out to each of your houses. I have all of your addresses and we're going to be receiving <laughs> no. watery butter. No, I don't want it's... this. No, no. I, I've already sent it to AJ. I've already scooped it onto his bike. His bike is covered in both water and butter. Oh, no. AJ, go go check outside right now. I'm not lying to you. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm scared. <laughs> Putting it on your window as we speak. Oh, come on. I just cleaned those. Oh, God. Churning, AJ. I'm churning. Anyway, speaking of people who like to butter me up, I'm going to pass it over to my wife, Janelle. (laughs) I I knew it. I I knew it. I don't like the implications of that. (laughs) Thanks, honey. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, so very excited about this being our one-year anniversary. I'm actually pretty thrilled that we've made it this far. Thank you, everybody who's listened. We appreciate all of you. I promise we won't send you watered-down butter as threatened. And AJ, I'm so sorry. I tried to stop it, but I couldn't. I guess I'm the casualty. <laughs> yeah, uh, there is... There is butter on your windows now, and I'm not sure what kind of bugs those are going to attract. Too many. So I apologize. Yeah. Butter bugs. Better than butter frogs, though. Yeah, that's true. Although the butter bugs may attract the butter frogs. So um, I apologize. Uh, Yeah. So anyways, moving on. Uh, Nate, Nate, why don't you take it from here? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I've been working very closely with Daniel and a botnet to be able to secure the IP addresses of everyone that's been listening to the podcast for the last year mm-hmm. now. And now that we know your IP address, we know exactly where you, where you all live. And trust me, the butter is on the way. We've got shipping and trackments for every single one of them. 2022, the butter is on the way. Yes. Now, if your butter arrives late or damaged in the process, please file a complaint to the next person, Joel. Oh, that you're just gonna, man. That's that's, a, that's an abrupt. <laughs> man, just like okay. That well, yeah, I, I am. It. I am applied engineering's resident butter QC specialist, Joel. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I hope that you like your butter. I tested each and every package uh, myself. Oh no! So I can assure you uh, of its quality. Which, was, speaking of which, delicious. Joel, you you still need to send me the that report. Well, I mean, yeah, the the butter report, yeah, it's in the works. Okay. Well, what about the butter compliance documents? The butter compliant, all the butter was compliant. I am the document. 
<laughs> but on that uh, on that note, you've no, seen how slippery it. he is. He just literally slides across I, that floor. Yeah, I slide right on into our, our no, don't do it, our buttery boy himself, no. the one that we milked to make all the butter, <laughs> AJ. No, no, no. Listen, Joel is right there scooping it onto your bicycle with Daniel. We talked about this. I don't this. want this. I don't want any of this. We're just giving a little back, AJ. You give us so much, we wanted to give a little back to I, you. No, we're it's asked not. to be nicer can... to you anyway, so we're giving you back the really? joy you give to us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want any you can keep it. It's fine. I'm a very giving person. I don't require anything in return. Least butter. It's fine. There's just there's too much outside. I can't open the door anymore. It's like someone just sprayed Pam everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Yeah. There's, I'm sorry. There's cats. Traffic and, in West Lafayette's been a little backed up recently. Something about slip and slides <laughs> as the car is going down the hill. Yeah, there's a seven-car pileup, and everyone just keeps looking at me as if it's my fault, and there's just other people dumping butter onto the road, and I have nothing to do. They just keep looking at my apartment. I don't... No, because they can smell your butter, AJ. It's not my butter! What do you mean? It's your butter now. <laughs> it better not be. Oh, no. Listen, you no. signed these documents. It took me a long time to forge, I mean, to get this signature. <laughs> hey, guys, guys, let's not forget the big picture. Butter is on the way, 2022. <sighs> That's a t-shirt. Oh, well, no. with with this uh, very <clears throat> buttery and and definitely non-stick pan of an episode, I I think it's it's time to go to a recap and 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 start D and D. What do you guys What do you guys say, please? But AJ, no, no. you're supposed to ask how our day's been, AJ. You I don't want to know. You messed up you the whole intro. <laughs> Step in and take it over again, just because Butterboy over here fucked up. I had the ball. I had the ball and slipped through my buttery fingers. With how much nonstick, you know, the ground is with all this butter, I'm surprised you managed to stick the landing so poorly. It just literally stuck. Now I know what AJ stands for. Butterfingers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) AJ, if you didn't produce such delicious milk, I would have you off of the podcast. I don't. No, yeah. I don't like that bit. I don't like that bit. I don't yeah, like seriously, this. AJ, what, what is wrong with you? You're just like this like, isn't me. Wait, AJ, I'm I'm standing in front of your door right now. I've got globs in my hand. I want you to take them. I want you to butter me up and churn me because I am churning for adventure. I'm locking my doors. You can do whatever you want outside. I, I'm, I'm gonna slide under the crack. Uh, so while Daniel butters up AJ's doorway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give us a quick recap and then we will slide down our beautiful smoothly lubricated slide of adventure and get back into the action I hate this butter bit too AJ okay. <laughs> oh thank god <laughs> so last week you guys continued your exploration of the city for a little bit longer you hopped around and visited the blacksmith to get a side quest to find the secrets of adamantine forging for him. And you went to the alchemist and got a quest to find the tomb of a necromancer and retrieve some, I think last episode I said it was like paperwork and like studies. It was actually a plant. 
that you were supposed to retrieve, and I somehow forgot about that between episodes. So here's the retcon, guys. Here's the truth. <laughs> you guys are going to go find a plant, not not paperwork. Uh-huh. And then after that, you saw a strange figure standing in the street, a uh, dark cloaked figure, similar to the one that Aegon saw in the woods before you were attacked, and similar to the one that you saw immediately before leaving Brimpton. So we're starting to see some developments there as well. And we ended the episode with you befriending, quote unquote, a group of elves who initially acted very poorly to Theo's presence, which you later found out was because these elves are connected with the elves that attacked you on the road and almost killed Vez. But Gunner, with his usual charm and demeanor, was able to befriend the drunken elves and gather some information, mainly where the elves live and then how they are connected to your destiny through Dear Himmins, the massive stone door from your vision. So we're going to jump back into the action. We are actually a few days forward. You guys have just been kind of hanging around the inn and the city for a while. Laszlo's been having you do some errands to get some people to help clean up and furnish the house once you actually get a hold of it. And Fergus has just been following Jasper around trying to learn as much magic as he can. Tuo's been rolling around in the dirt, so Theo's been (laughs) having a good time trying to keep him clean. And Master the Cat has been pestering Jasper more than ever. So the scene we're going to jump into is the morning that you get your paperwork completed. You all wake up and you come down to the ground floor of the cozy corner, the inn you've been staying at. And Laszlo is sitting with Fergus. They're eating breakfast. And he just has a very excited look on his face. And as soon as you come down and gather around the table... He leans in and he says, guys, this is cool. We got a house. Yeah, we do. We got a house. It's it's our house and a vineyard, too. Yeah, in, in, in the middle of the vineyard. Our house. In the middle of the vineyard. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, this is great. Oh, guys. It's, I, it's been a few days. I have presents for everyone. Here, here, here. I know I was being secretive, and I put them in the back of the car. There's like a big cloak over them and everything, but here, let me bring these out. First, these are scented candles. I know it's, th- this one is, is a, a lavender, and then this one is vanilla, and then I've got some just uh, blank ones, and I thought, you know, if we're going to be here for a while, we could we could make like some some new scented ones like maybe a dirt one or like a smoky one or or like you know because like fresh dirt smells really good and well, and F- so Fio, like, mine smells like bees well that's because i put like a few bees in there because i thought like the honey smell could it, it turned out that wasn't the case <laughs> oh okay so you can work on the honey one if you want and, and then um, oh here everyone take this and he hands out the candles everybody candles to everybody they kind of hang on to uh, Vez, um, maybe you can help me think of an idea about these candles because it'd be really cool since we're on a vineyard to, to be like put them around or something. And because I'm thinking we're gonna we're gonna pay for the house and all the inspections we're gonna need because you know some of this work doesn't look great. 
I got some hammers and nails. Uh, that's not part of the present. This other part is part of the present. And, and look! And he goes to the cart and he rips off one of the covers to show buckets. He's got ten really nice buckets. And these things are engraved, too, with a little plate on the side. And as you get closer, he says, uh, Here, I have a bucket for everyone. Uh, here, here, Gunner, this is yours. Gunner gets scared. He goes, ah, no, Zabard's tale about the buckets. It'll take the whole town. Ah, and he but runs no, away. It's, it's just a bucket. It's, look, your name is on the side. It says Gunner with an extra It's gonna R. eat me. The, hey, actually, hey, you know, I, I wanted to ask real quick before before I continue to run around in circles. Uh, so okay. I get, I get you were trying to give me this lavender candle, but. Yes, yeah. Did you realize you dropped a piece of smoked meat in here? Yeah, because it reminded me of, of, you know, when we first met, that the smokehouse is like, oh, it'd be a good smell. So I put some meat in it, so when you burned it, it could it could burn the meat, and you get a smoke smokehouse, kind of lavender smokehouse. Yeah? La- lavender smokehouse, okay. It's, well. it's a calming smokehouse, right? That's It doesn't matter. Anyways, here's your bucket. You can put the candle in the bucket for now. Gunner puts the candle in the bucket. Good boy. Now... Uh, uh, Vez, bucket for you. Uh, Jasper, I know how much you love the cat, so I put Jasper and Master on this one. And then obviously one for me, so it says Fio and, and Tuo, which is just, ah, oh, it's great. And, uh, here, Aegon, one for you. Oh, thank you. Lasso and Fergus, you two are special. You both also get buckets. And he hands oh. them both the bucket. Thank you, Fio. I no will problem. treasure this forever. Yes, yes. But don't don't go anywhere. I've, I've got I've got four more buckets. Theo, you're you're aware the house has a bathroom. Yeah, it's not for that. It's not for that. Don't do that, Gunner. Don't poop in the bucket. But I had to go. Okay. No, oh. it's not for that. Oh God. Here, anyways, and I got four more, and these are for the horses, Buttercup and Betsy, and then the mules, Jason and Born. Our, our meals are named <laughs> Jason Bourne. <laughs> no, they're named Jason and Bourne. No, they have one name. Well, it, it's a colloquialism. His name should actually be Bjorn, but yeah. Theo pronounces it Jason Bourne. Well, he was gonna listen. The person engraving the buckets was gonna make me pay extra for the for the umlauts, and I was like, I just I don't want to do that. I could just put pins over the the. It doesn't matter. Anyways. These buckets, well, these four buckets are for for the animals to drink out of, and you know that way they have the engravings and stuff. But, but the rest of them, these are our fire buckets. They're not for putting fire into. No, uh, don't think about it, Vez. It's not the for, for that. It's for if there's a fire, everyone has a bucket, and they can go to the well, and uh, or the river. Do we have a creek? Does anybody look if we had a creek nearby? It doesn't matter. But we can. We can pass buckets. Nobody has a bucket to put out fires so we can all be safe. And I thought, if we're all going to be part of the same same household and vineyard, we're going to need to be safe and watch out for each other. And I thought, what better way to, than to make this kind of like a fire station? And we can, we can protect each other and our house. Buckets are not for pooping in. I'm pooping in it. I don't care. I don't care about <laughs> don't <laughs> poop in the bucket. <laughs> we have bathrooms. <laughs> Anyways, I bought these for you all. This is a gift, so don't don't even think about getting me a gift or, or, or no repayment. These are for you guys, and and so you call can be like like a family that I have. 
We got you the butter to return, though. I hate butter. Don't ever talk to me about butter. I don't oh, know no. why, but apparently I hate butter. <laughs> uh, Laszlo comes up. He says, well, it's funny that you said that, Theo, because I, I actually have a gift for you. Oh, no. Is it butter? Please don't let it be butter. Um, no, it's actually this bucket. <gasps> you, you got me a bucket? I know it has my name on it, but yeah. you could probably get your name engraved on it instead. Oh, I could have a matching. I could have two matching buckets. Vez slaps him on the back of the head, pretty hard, like Wait, enough which one? to. Oh, Laszlo! <laughs> <laughs> like, Jeez, Vez, I was messing with him. It wasn't serious. There's no need to be an asshole. <laughs> okay, he gave us a sincere gift. He wants to keep us protected from fires. Come on. Uh, you look over and you see uh, Fergus is actually. Uh, has a little spark between his fingers, and he's actually starting to do a little bit of wood burning on his bucket around the plaque that has his name on it. He's doing some, like, swirling designs around it okay. to decorate <laughs> it. Fergus, be careful! Don't put fire in the bucket! I just no. said no fire in the no, bucket! No, 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 look, look, it's, it's, it's treated wood. This, this wood doesn't burn very well. I'm just, see, look at this, see, I'm putting cool designs on it. Look at it. Oh, I... I didn't know you could do that. Why is there anime girls on it? <laughs> hey, Jasper! <laughs> yeah, F- Fergus, that, seems a little that, like, that girl seems a little, um... I, mean, do, I don't want to talk put... about it. Oh, okay, I mean... Yeah, I was I was going to say, cl- clothing exists, you know. Well, I didn't Jeez. ask... I didn't comment on your guys' buckets. And he puts his bucket on the table. Everyone <laughs> leave each other's buckets alone! <laughs> Fergus, that is so cool. I didn't know you could do that with fire. I... I whisper to Fergus, can you do it to my bucket too? (laughs) (laughs) I pull up a little gnome and I'm like, can you draw her? Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, Oh my god. Uh, Anyways, I just, I I thought this was really special and and this is near and dear to my heart because I grew up in a a fire station with, with a bunch of other people and they were my family and I think... We've had each other's backs for a while, and I, I just think we should protect each other like that. And that's why I got my buckets. And Laszlo, I just figured out this is exactly the bucket I gave to you. Not funny. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was funny. Okay, it was kind of funny, because I really thought you got me a bucket, and I thought it was really cool quink-a-dink. So it sounds like we need to take these buckets to the vineyard, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Do we have to go pick up our paperwork first? Oh yeah, but that'll take just a few seconds. Will it? Are you sure? She glares at Gunner. <laughs> G- Gunner grins from ear to ear. Oh, well, you know, there's always a couple of detours you have to worry about. You know, Laszlo, actually, I think I'm going to go with you this time. I think Gunner and whoever else is perfectly capable of picking up the paperwork. Oh, okay. But that's no fun. You make these people's lives harder. Like, they don't even want to be there, and you just make it worse. Well, I don't want to be here. I want to be in bed. So, yeah, that, that's my argument. Deal with it. <laughs> okay, that was a poor argument, but whatever. Go do your thing, I guess. Steal all their pen or all their quills, and I guess we're just going to have a surplus of quills in our new vineyard. Yeah, because it's fancy. So we need all the quills we can get. Okay, I'm going to go now. Okay. Okay, so who, who all's going? I spruce up my bucket. I'll go with Gunner. Yay. I have to draw some gnomes on there. 
<laughs> How about Theo? I think uh, Theo hang back and, and supervise the bucket. Good luck. So it's just Aegon and Gunner going to do the. Okay. Okay. So Aegon and Gunner make their way towards the, the city gate. And as you get closer, start to walk past the guards. And one of them says, Hey, wait. You, priest. Oh, y- yes, sir. Yeah. And he walks up and you recognize him from your earlier encounter where you uh, allowed the ogre into the city. And he says, yeah, you you let an ogre into the into the city under your watch a few, oh, few days ago. You let an ogre into the city under my watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> fine. Well, anyway, he never came out. Are you sure? I, I swear that I saw him come out. I, I, I'm pretty sure. But, well, none, none of us saw him come out. Well, that's, are you here all day? We saw you come out, though, not him. Oh, okay. Maybe he just came out while you weren't on duty. No, I don't think so. And he steps forward, and you hear a clink, and he puts three silver pieces into your hand. Appreciate you taking care of the problem. Oh. <laughs> what? No! Huh? Gunner seizes this opportunity. Well, you know, we, uh, we do our best as adventurers. Uh, c- come along now, Aegon. We, uh, we have much business to attend to. Oh, okay, Gunner, uh, I suppose. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Gunner kind of <laughs> drags Aegon to, to where we got to go. Or at least past the guard. <laughs> or at least he tries to. Yeah, the, and then the guards return to their post and they let you guys go through. This is crazy. Uh-oh. So now there's a there's a missing ogre in the city and they think that <laughs> they think that you killed him. <laughs> it's all ogre now. <laughs> I'm sure it'll all work out. We thought it was ogre, but it's just begun. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> all right so you guys make your way to the administrative offices and you manage to get in a queue that lasts for about two hours uh, before you're finally able to talk to um, one of the clerks and it's the one of the clerks from last time it's the older man and uh, he looks up and he says oh hi, hey there hi how are you you i'm here and i want to die um, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, you're the ones with the vineyard, right? That's right. Yeah, yep, all right. Well, your paperwork went through without a hitch. Vineyard's yours now. So the city's been notified. They're no longer going to maintain the property. So all the people who are currently employed at the vineyard have been uh, laid off. <laughs> um, oh. So you're going to oh, have to no. hire um, new people because they were employed by the uh, by the crown. Uh, to maintain the premises. Um, so if you want to just let you know that. Also, any wine that was produced in the time where the home was uh, under occupation by the crown um, has been repossessed. So you won't find any wine in the wine cellars, but the crown has been gracious and has allowed you to keep the grapes that are currently growing uh, I see do I need to sign for that 
yeah, one final signature, and then you can take the uh, this uh, stack of papers. This is uh, these are all the documents and, that are prevalent. No, not prevalent. Uh, it's already Pregnant. been such a long, long morning. I hate Mondays. Um, <laughs> oh sure, sure. Hey, do you have a quill? Um, no, uh, some some guy walked off with all of them. Uh, we've been <sighs> pricking our fingers and using our fingers. Um, okay, well, I, I, I have fun right here, don't worry. Um, that, that quill hmm. looks kind of familiar. Uh, no, I, I bet it does. Um, oh, did we get it? I mean, must have got it from the same place. Yeah, I, no, I, I think I think that has yeah, see, to be see. It. Yeah, you're just as sloppy as me. You got the same ink splotch as my quill had. It's crazy. Yeah, do you, man, I... Okay, so you said signature or initials? Uh, no, this this is your full full name. My um, full you name. Sign here on this line. He points to a line. You put your, the date over here, and then on this page, full signature, mm-hmm. date it. Okay. And then finally, this last page, mm-hmm. you have to initial here in the middle of this paragraph, and then you have to sign full name on this line, date on this line, and then print on this line and date on this line. Okay, uh, so he, he, here's the craziest thing. I had this great idea for a play, uh, but I just thought of it right while you were explaining that. Well, so- sir, you can, write your, you can write your play when we're done with our business here. There is a line behind you, and I'm gonna be doing this for the next six hours of my miserable day. Gunner harasses him just, just that one last time, and he says, ah, "I'm just kidding you. I'll I'll sign the rest right here," and and Gunner signs and initials in all the right places. All right, well, congratulations, Rajas Mate is yours now. So take the paperwork. I've provided the address. It's just outside of town. You have a good day and enjoy your new home and vineyard. Thank you, there, Gary. It's not my name, but whatever. Nah, it's <laughs> fine. All right, we'll see ya. Bye, Gary. All right, so you guys leave the city and you meet up with the rest of the party. Then you all begin to walk through the outskirts of the city and you eventually get to an area that's a little more sparse. It's more fields, orchards, other vineyards. It's very well open. It's not like wheat, potatoes, etc. Like these are like the the expensive ones, like the high-class crops. And you pass farmstead after farmstead until you reach the edge of a field of grapevines. And then you pass through these vineyards. They're all well-kept and maintained. And you breathe in a breath of fresh air as a cool breeze ruffles the green leaves of the grapevines. And you can smell the plants as they're growing. Up ahead, you can see a courtyard, which looks like it was once beautiful. It's got gates, some sculptures, and even a fountain in the center of it. But it's become little overgrown with plant life. Not like ancient ruins, like vines aren't growing everywhere. But like there's whenever wherever there's a gap, there are small plants start to come up through it. The grass has grown kind of little, kind of wildly. No one's been cutting it or trimming it back. But you make your way through this courtyard, and up ahead, you see a three-story residence built from gray masonry that stands elevated above the surrounding fruit gardens. 
and it has these dark pointed roofs that rise up into the sky. The windows are all tall and thin and are reinforced with a diagonally organized steel lattice. And the double doors of the entrance are crafted from a sturdy dark wood with beautiful engravings along the edges. There's an attractive lintel that extends outward from the doorway, which ends with carvings that are carved into the likeness of two rearing griffins with their snarling beaks facing outward as if to ward off any unwanted guests. This lintel extends upward to a set of double doors on the second floor, which open up into a small protected balcony for anyone to walk out onto and behold the property. This place would be a grand sight if it wasn't for the unkempt vegetation surrounding the house and sprouting from every nook and cranny it's able to. This house is not the only thing here, because immediately to the right, there's a small building of similar design and construction, albeit a little bit smaller, and you presume this was probably housing for any paid servants who lived at the vineyard. And next to it was a beautiful stable fit to hold a large collection of horses. But the weeds have overgrown this as well, and vines have actually started to creep up the walls of the stable. This is your home now. This beautiful, beautiful manor could use a little bit of work. But hey, doesn't look too bad now. It's a bit of a fixer-upper, huh? Just a little bit. Alrighty, Jasper dons his butler clothing and walks in. He's got work to do. <laughs> Jasper, where did you, how did you, has he always had that? I, I guess so. I don't know. First thing he's got to do is obviously clean up the filth in the entranceway. No one shall have be disrespected <laughs> when Priscilla comes and lives here. What, what's he doing? Yes, yeah, so you guys just hear him rambling on about Priscilla. Should we talk to him, or should we just let him go? Shh, shh, shh. No, Theo, listen. I I don't want to be doing what he's doing, so let's not get in the way. Just let him do it. I I feel like we should help him, though. I, I'm concerned. Okay, well, how about this? You help him, I'll supervise. How's that sound? And just like the anime style, a sponge comes flying out of the you know front door straight at your face. Daniel, it just like hits you with a wet sponge. You just hear, are you going to help? (laughs) (sighs) Oh, he got you. Oh, but you're not getting out of this. You're helping too. Yeah, I'm stacking buckets. Thanks, bye. No. You just walk into the home and the first room inside past the two thick wooden doors is just this beautiful entranceway. There are some tables and some chairs set up along the sides for guests to sit while they're waiting to be admitted. And there's a table against the far wall, which surprisingly has a human skull sitting on it. And above the skull is a beautiful, beautiful oil painting depicting the the countryside of the Mir's Kingdom Valley. And then there are two doors leading out of this entryway. They both look like they lead to a larger room past them but there is a thick layer of dust everywhere. Everything is coated in dust. There are cobwebs. It looks like no one's been in here for quite some time. 
Like, it looks like they didn't hire a butler to maintain it. But they did leave the furniture, so... Awesome. That's a plus. So I think it'd be cool to kind of look around and see, like, how many rooms there are. Yeah. Yeah, so you go through the first floor. So yeah, there's a massive dining room beyond the entryway that has a long table. table about 30 feet long. And it just has these beautiful cushioned chairs pushed up against it. And despite the length of this table, it is still small enough that you can comfortably walk around the rest of the room without touching anything. Off of that, there are two completely empty rooms. Rooms that look like they were definitely cleaned out and abandoned, but you could do something with them. But then additionally, because okay, so those two rooms are on either side of this large dining room, but straight ahead, there is a large doorway, like one of those 10-foot wide doorways that leads into the kitchen, which has a massive hearth for you to cook at. There are actually some old storage containers around, like barrels, crates, etc. Thankfully, they're empty, so like the there's no rotting food, but you could probably clean them up and reuse them pretty easily. And immediately off of that room, there is a another large empty room, which you presume is the storage room because of the levels of shelving that are present in the room. And then there is also a bathroom, like a bathing room. It is a beautiful room. The rest of the manor, the floor is just made of this beautiful, beautiful polished wood. But you walk in here and it is a stone tile flooring with two beautifully carved bathtubs in it. They're empty right now, but obviously you could fill them if you wanted to use them. And you also find an indoor toilet, which oh. empties into the to a cesspit that could be cleaned from outside of the house. So you're living in luxury. Holy crap, that's awesome. Yay. At the walls between the dining room and the kitchen, there are also two sets of stairs that lead up to the upper floor, which kind of has uh, an open floor on it. So like as soon as you get upstairs, you can walk around the edges of the walls, but then there's like a railing and the floor just opens up so you can look down into the dining room. And off of this, there's a large room at the front with access to the balcony and then four individual bedrooms that are furnished with dressers and beds for you to use. Furthermore, the stairs continue upward to a third floor where you find a library, empty except for the shelves. Like there's no, there are no chairs or tables in here, but shelves and shelves of books. And not like just cheap books, like these look like they're novels, books of poetry, collection of whatever shamed noble lived here before you guys took over. <laughs> and there are also four more rooms. All of them are empty, but you feel like you could either convert them into bedrooms or use them for something else. It's up to you. Hmm. Oh, did you say there's a cellar? There is. You haven't you have not seen it yet. It is uh, not accessed from in the house. Oh, okay, cool. Oh my god. Guys, holy crap, look at this. Yeah, I know. This this is pretty awesome. Wow, I I think Theo is gonna run around the place trying to trying to look at each room and go, okay, this is probably good for good for Vez. 
this this one library is probably where Jasper is just gonna like be. So it's probably his room. Uh, let's let's go over here. And he's trying to find like the biggest room for him and Tuo to sleep in, because obviously Tuo doesn't sleep outside. I think Gunner is also <laughs> running around trying to find which bedroom is the biggest. Because he's trying to claim it for himself. <laughs> Actually, all all the bedrooms are about the same size. I think Fio's going to disregard anybody's notion of that. He'll just say, ah, I found it in your face, Gunner. This one's biggest. I claim it. Tuo claims it. Right, Tuo? Not if I claim it first and Gunner, Gunner runs in the room and starts taking his pants off. What? No, no. <laughs> he <laughs> Fio takes his shoes off and starts rubbing his feet. Everywhere. Ah, stinky feet claiming. You can't get away from my stinky feet. This is perfect because Jasper walks in with a set of butler outfit and goes, Perfect, and throws it at him. <laughs> guess, guess you're a butler now. After all, the servants always get the largest rooms because we bunk all of them together. Oh, good point. Never mind, Gunner, you can have this one. I'll go take the second biggest. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm going to go find another room that, that I like. Jasper, can you make me some tea? That, that would help my throat quite a bit. No, only those who work at tea. Now help me clean. You can get it afterwards. Okay. Gunner grabs a sponge. And also, I met a new friend, and he pulls out the skull. Mr. Servo. <laughs> hey, it's me, Mr. Servo, your personal servitor. Oh, exactly. Does it actually talk? No, it does not, no. <laughs> oh, thank God. I'm playing along with Nate. <laughs> oh, I feel God. like Jasper maybe moves the jaw and he says that or something. And then the head just says, so when are we going to go find the necromancer? <laughs> I'm sure missing my body would be great if I could talk to a necromancer. Exactly. Poor Mr. Servo. We need to go help him find a necromancer. I guess if there's any lesson he should have learned in his life is to quit while he's still ahead. Ha! <laughs> that, that was, was so bad. <laughs> yeah, Laszlo and uh, Fergus are also wandering around, and Fergus is just, like, awestruck. He's like, wow, so, so do I get my own room? Yes, you'll be sleeping in the library. There's a room attached to it. In the library or in the room attached to the library? Both. You got to make sure it's clean. I hand him a dustpan. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. Um, okay. Here. Um. You got a broom? Here's a broom. And he uh, he waves his, his wand and the broom starts dusting up the floor for him. I approve. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. If only I had unseen servant. <laughs> then he looks. Do you have unseen servant? Oh no, it's just a little it's a little cleaning spell that Lady Hecty taught me because it was supposed to build character. Do you have unseen servants? Can I cheat off of your notebook? I'm here let me let me check. Um no I do not. Next level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how, how's Aegon reacting to this? Well, Aegon just you know, he likes he likes the house. This is a nice place. Yeah. Does Aegon claim any of the rooms? Oh no, no, he doesn't do that. He doesn't need to. He's happy with whatever is left for him. Uh, of course. <laughs> He's going to get an empty room. I can already feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely empty. No, no meds. Well, Theo for sure takes, the, takes one of them up on the third floor. He likes being as high up as possible. Wants to see everything. So he has an empty room? Yes. Okay. He'll figure something out. Gunner definitely takes one of the furnished rooms on the second floor. <laughs> So Josh, what, what what kinds of things are in the room? So yeah, like uh, the bedrooms that are furnished have a queen-sized bed with like a, it's one of those canopied beds. So it's like mm. really fancy as well as some dressers, as a storage trunk, 
and personal washing station. Wow. The people who owned this before were nobles. They were just deposed, humiliated, and had all their assets seized. So you guys were lucky because you guys probably would never be able to afford buying this house. You had to steal it from a dead man. <laughs> well, he's not dead, so well, yeah, we did but... steal it. That's awesome. Um, I think uh, I think once Fia has claimed it and rubbed his feet all over the floor to make sure that he claims it, he's going to go outside and I think he's going to walk around the grounds a little bit, see what kind of equipment they have in terms of like repair and or just farming stuff. But I think he's super curious about the cellar because he's really worried about tunnels and things, knowing smells. So okay. he's had his high of running around and, and seeing the new house. He sort of gets back to business and like, okay, we need to make sure this place actually is safe. Okay, so yeah, you go right out the back door of the kitchen and you look out and you can just see like vineyards spread out before you. Like they're mostly clustered in the back of the home, but they kind of like curve around the western side as well. So like there's just a lot of land here devoted to growing grapes. And after you have some time to kind of take in this beautiful, beautiful scenery... You walk the rest of the way out the door, down a set of stairs, and immediately next to you is a large set of like doors, like a diagonal behind the home that you can open up, and there are stairs leading down into a wine cellar. Cool. Yeah, I think I'll take Tuo with him, and I think he'll do produce flame in his hand, just kind of hold as sort of like a light source, and, and just kind of walk around so Tubo can see as well. Okay. So yeah, you walk down into the wine cellar and it's mostly empty at the moment. You can see there's a lot of open space with clean spaces where the aging wine was stored while it was still in in its barrels. The walls are just covered with like sections dedicated to storing wine. So like if you I presume most of you have seen a wine cellar, they have like a the classic is kind of I'm going to use the term honeycomb, but it's not really honeycomb, it's just a bunch of like diamond-shaped alcoves set aside for wine, but the walls are just covered with these. And in addition to storing a decent amount of aging wine, it looks like the wine cellar can also hold about 5,000 bottles of wine at a time. Oh my God. Hmm. However, most of this has been repossessed. So currently there are only 100 bottles of cheap wine remaining. They'll sell for about one silver piece each, usually. Uh, they're all branded with the uh, Rajas Mate emblem, which is a, a griffin rearing up but holding grapes in one of its hands. So you feel like these were probably here before everything was repossessed, so they don't, they weren't produced uh, recently. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Cool. I, I think he'll he'll go around, just kind of walk the place, make sure there aren't any obvious holes in the floor, kind of stomp around, make sure nothing's like hollow, like any of the stonework or anything. I don't think he can investigate too much. I think he just wants to make sure there's nothing obvious, like a giant hole that they saw like in the mill or anything. Well, why don't you give me a perception check? Oh, cool. 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 Yeah, I'll do that. Sounds good. Yeah, that's a 14 on the on the die. Which is a plus zero, so 14. <laughs> oh, you know, that's enough. You're kind of clat- clattering around, and you get to a portion of the wall, and you kind of, like, hit it, and you realize there is a lot of empty space behind one of these walls. 
What? That's crazy. I think he'll try to push or pull lightly, see if there's any give in it, just to see if it's easily accessible or something. I want you to give me an investigation check. Okay. Also not great at this, but we'll give it a shot. Oh, crap! That's a 17 on the die. Uh, plus zero, 17. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you, there's no give, but you can find there's a barely perceptible line like in the bricks of the wall. So it looks like there is a secret door. Holy crud. I uh I think Field reaches to to try to try to do something, but then he thinks about twice about it. It's like, no? You know what, Tuo? Not a good idea. Remember the whole tripwire thing way back when and I almost like killed everybody? Probably not a good idea. Uh, Tuo goes sniffing around and he starts whining and he he looks up at one of the sconces on the wall one of the torch sconces oh yeah okay uh, I think he'll I think Fia would try to light one just to see if there's anything in it like hold his, his flame up to it try to see if it'll catch it all inside the sconce Does okay it yeah so it doesn't light but as you're kind of lighting it and you push down you feel the sconce has a little bit of give oh no this is not what I wanted <laughs> I mean nothing happens you just notice that like not like it's loose, like it's sliding ever so slightly straight down the wall. Oh, okay. So that's like, uh, basically, he, he can surmise that that's maybe the mechanism to open the door? Yes. Okay. I think I think with that information, uh, he'll, he'll look at Tuo and go, Oh, Tuo, good boy. I didn't even, that's, how did you, good Tuo boy. looks very proud of himself. He's a good boy. If he could speak, he would tell you that he rolled a pretty good uh, wisdom check. <laughs> <laughs> Just such a good boy. I'm going to give extra belly rubs. But first, we have to go find the others. And he'll dash up up ground and, and, and go try to find everybody and, and say that they need he needs to see them to, to go to the cell. He found something. Uh, guys! Everybody! Get down here! I found something! We're yelling. Oh, Rio, why'd you interrupt my nap? It's like what the 10 a.m. What do you mean, nap? Um, you, you know, you you wake up and then you you take take a little nap, you know? No. <sighs> so what? loud. Are you sick? No. <laughs> well, sick in the head, maybe. You're sick. Don't. It, but, but, what did you want, Rio? <laughs> <laughs> does everybody come around? Yeah. Brett okay. does. Okay, if anybody doesn't, speak up now or forever come to the cellar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, is everyone going? I need, I need an affirmative from everyone. Yes, I Aegon will go. I won't. I'm Joel. I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Jasper, eh, coming? I'm cleaning. Oh, come on, Jasper. You can do that in a minute. Let's see this weird thing that Theo has. I'm sure it won't take long. Just humor him. Okay. Come on. I go down into the cellar. Okay. All right, everybody. I'm not going to come out. out of the cellar though. Because <laughs> you're going to be cleaning it. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, guys, check this out. So, like, you know, I've hit this wall. You know, kind of solid, but this wall hits it and it kind of makes a, a more hollow sound. This, there's a door here. Now watch this. And he's going to pull on the sconce. All right, you pull on the sconce, and then there's a clunk and the sound of grinding stone as the wall begins to swing inward like a giant brick door. And there's just a short five-foot passage behind it. 
that leads to a 10 foot by 10 foot room. And you walk into this room with your light and you see it is a secret wine cellar Hmm. with about 500 bottles of wine. Oh my God. And you start to go through them and a few of them are common wines worth about two silver pieces each. About half of them are a variety of fine wines worth about 10 gold pieces each. And then there are almost a hundred stellar, expensive, high-end wines worth 50 gold pieces each. Oh my god! Wow. After doing all the documenting, later that night, Laszlo will tell you that there is over 7,500 gold pieces worth of wine <laughs> stored in this cellar. What? Wow. Holy crap. I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> you, you know, guys, I was I was thinking there'd be like a trap or something, so I was hoping you guys would be here to help suss it out because like, I'm really bad at those. But holy crap, I, look at this. Oh, we, we could like fund a whole vineyard off of this stuff. Yeah, Laszlo is like, yeah, this could actually keep us on our feet until the vineyard starts making a profit. This is crazy. I can't believe they didn't find this. I mean, I found it for Pete's sakes, and I'm, I'm garbage at finding stuff. Well, you're also an adventurer, Fio. You're, you're looking for this kind of stuff. Well, I was looking for a tunnel for, like, giant jelly things to fly out of and kill us all. But I, I guess it works. Oh, God, I'm so glad it wasn't like a fireball trap or something. I mean, mm. I would be fine, but you all would be dead. I think Aegon would probably be okay, too. Oh, that's true. Aegon's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, this is my gift to you for our one-year anniversary. Yay! Thank wow. you, It's Josh. also not the only gift. Because <gasps> you guys level up to level five. Oh, yeah! Oh, my God, yes! Level yes! We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.